Welcome back to the Messy Reality Breakdown with your host, Ray. And your girl, Lily. This is the podcast where we cover our favorite reality shows in the name of fun shade and a splash of messiness. How you doing, Ray? I am all right. Well, I'm kind of like, uh, because, you know, Labor Day weekend just passed. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed just three days of rest and relaxation. Like, literally, I didn't go anywhere except the grocery store and to get something to eat. And I was just been in the house. Like, I was in the house all weekend. So, like, coming back after, it's like, you know, it take a little lot. bit of getting used to. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed... Um this Labor Day weekend. And I want to correct myself because on the last podcast, I said that Beyonce's day or birthday was like, I don't know if I said before or after Labor Day, but it was definitely on Labor Day. Shame on me. Um, mm. But I saw the pictures from her concert. Apparently Diana Ross did a little guest surprise um, visit, which I think is really good because, you know, when you think of glamour, you think of the Diana mm-hmm. Rosses, the Donna Summers. Like, I love this whole renaissance moment she's giving us. And also... I kind of think of Cher, too. Like, just the glamour. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's what is missing in the entertainment industry is just giving you real Hollywood disco ball glamour, dog. Mm -hmm. And I've just... I'm not going to say I loved every look, but I've loved the majority of them. Like, I'm just so, so happy and proud of Beyonce. And she's closing her tour. Um, I'm excited because somebody I know, she's going to actually see her in... um, Houston, Texas, and she showed me her outfit today, so I'm really excited for her. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is it sparkly and, you know, I'm assuming it's like sparkly and stuff. A nice little cute sparkly halter top. She got some like netted, um, what do you call those things? Stockings that are like shimmering. She's Mm -hmm. she showed me how she's getting her nails, of course, with the sparkles. I'm just really excited for her. Like I'm living vicariously through her. So is the Houston the last stop? That I don't know, but I know that she's going. And I think it's exciting because, you know, that's where Beyonce's roots are from. Mm -hmm. And I think I can see that. I feel like they're going to fail the mute challenge, not because they disrespect her or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just think that it's just going to be the littest show of them all. Yeah. I mean, you got to, you know, go all out in the hometown. I mean, I think. Yeah. I'm just saying, of course, for B, you would do that. Yeah, I feel like, you know, she definitely is, like, top. I feel like, especially in terms of our generation, she is, like, that superstar. I do, and I I don't like when people say, oh, that's not true, but it's like, you really can't compare anyone else. Like, there really isn't anyone else. I genuinely think that she has superstardom status. I think, and it's not by any close race or anything but i think the next runner up if he just takes some more time in his career would be bruno mars but Mm -hmm. not but beyonce is like out here giving you dance moves um Mm -hmm. she's giving you outfit changes actually yeah i love bruno but actually i'm gonna have to take that back just based upon like to me an entertainer is the full entire package michael Mm -hmm. jackson he was known for his like iconic style Mm-hmm. And even though I do believe that Bruno Mars is like musically talented, mm-hmm. we don't think of Bruno for his fashions. You know what I'm saying? No. But like, yeah. Well, that's so how enough was your on weekend? Me. Huh? 
How was your uh, Labor Day weekend? The same as you, um, except for I didn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> I ate out. I just, mm-hmm. I got my nails done. It was time. Finally got my big, long-ass dinosaur toenails clipped down. Them things was thinging, so I'm happy to have mm-hmm. regular-looking feet again. Or as regular as they're going to get, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know, you know. Um... <laughs> Anyways, speaking of knowing, as you guys may or may not know, we have been covering College Hill South Beach, and we are now on Season 6, Episode 9, and the name of this episode is House Rules. And so the summary of this episode is that Chris and Kyle, so you know, there's been a lot of beef in the house, and it's starting to shift towards Chris and Kyle now. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't even say shift, it's been there. But, you know, they finally come to a head during a house meeting. Tell us, how did the episode start? So, it's the next morning. Everyone's waking up, you know, just getting ready for the day. We see Milan in the confessional. He talks about how bad last night was. And, you know, she says there's a rainbow outside. (laughs) In regards to what? What was bad last night? Um, just everything. So as we, so last episode, um, Kyle just really went off on Allison and Kay, just calling them everything, just and everything horrible out the book. And he had a breakdown, um, afterward. And we see that day again, that, um, he's still, he's outside and Tiffany goes, he's still in a funk. So Tiffany goes up and talk to him and Kyle is just really not in the mood to talk. She says that, you know, she understands because of the hurtful things that were said to him and by him. More so the latter. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that I've noticed. Um, but I thought she thought it was funny to mention, like, if you looked at Kay's confessionals, like she says, like a lot. Have you noticed that? I haven't because who am I? You know, if there's one thing I, I say mean, is um like. I mean, I know I do too, but I just thought it was funny because I'm just really noticing that. Like, if I can notice it, have some self reflection, I can also call it out. You know who else I feel like says like a lot though is Milan. Hmm. I feel like when she's telling us stuff, like. Uh huh. <laughs> <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> so continue. Want to continue? Um. So like you said, Tiffany talks to Kyle and kind of says that they need to kind of have a conversation but like you said he's kind of staying to himself a little bit and so they have another event for the day and this time it's a cultural event and Kay kind of says that she's not really sure what the cultural event is and so they get on the bus and they're dropped off to what appears to be like a museum and they're Mm -hmm. introduced by the lead archaeologist and his name is Corey and he works at the Fisher Maritime Museum. And Milan says that she's excited because she loves history. And so Corey mentions how that they probably had a lot of leisure, a lot of fun, all this good stuff in Key West. But it's also important to know about the historical value of Key West as well. And he mm-hmm. mentions that there's a wrecked slave ship. I think the name was like the Henrietta Marie that wrecked like to the west of Key West in the early 1700s. And he mm-hmm. talked about like the conditions of the slave ship. And how there was like a 20% survival rate. And, you know, he's kind of giving them a tour. So then he shows them like the type of currency that was used to purchase slaves. And it was like a bar. It was like a heavy Mm -hmm. bar. And he said that roughly 12 of those bars were needed to purchase one slave. 
And he mentioned how, like, some of the slaves were dropped off in Jamaica, and Milan said that they kind of hit home from her, because, you know, she said that her mm-hmm. ancestors were probably dropped off. Now, I know what she was trying to say, but girl, duh. Like, I mean, I think in these, like, moments, it's like, I, obviously, I think, you know, we empathize. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lot to deal with um, because of our history, you know. I, I, I guess, like, I don't know, like, this scene was important, but what their responses were kind of obvious to me, which is why I didn't really, you know, pay attention to that. Ooh, I know what you mean, I, you know what I'm not saying that to be mean I'm just like obviously you know um, I thought you know um, it kind of reminds me too like I don't know like in Virginia I feel like I want to say all schools school districts do this I'm going to say some several school districts did this when I was a kid like we would take a trip to Jamestown and I don't know for anyone who doesn't know Jamestown was like the first um, colony or slave yeah in 1607 in Virginia and I don't remember every little thing but it's like you know it's preserved like you know basically you don't live there you just visit (laughs) so that was like a cool trip um did you guys ever do that or no you didn't right you weren't here never mind well I wasn't in Virginia but you know I was in the further south I was in South Carolina Mm -hmm. I was in Florida I have very faint memories because they happened probably when I when I was like maybe five or younger. Mm-hmm. But I remember one particular time we went to a plantation and we went to a cotton field and we were picking cotton. Oh, right. What? And, and thing, you know, okay. I didn't think anything of it. And, you know, you saw the seeds in the cotton. Like, I remember it very faintly. Mm-hmm. But I remember as an adult, I told my mom, and maybe I wasn't even an adult. Maybe I was either a young adult or I was a teenager. But I recall telling mm-hmm. her, like, oh, yeah, because, you know, I went to a, a plantation and we we uh, picked cotton. She was like, pick cotton? Like, yeah. I didn't realize what I said <laughs> was wrong or disturbing until she had a reaction. Because mm-hmm. I think as a kid, which is so awful, right? Like, this is, like, is probably the most egregious thing that, you know, Black people in this country had to deal with. But in mm-hmm. my very innocent five-year-old mind, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I didn't understand yeah. the significance of why it was fucked up that they had us out there picking. And it wasn't mm-hmm. just Black students. I mean, it was... Yeah, like, but it's still... Students. It's still wrong. Like, the teacher's wrong, the school oh, district, the principal, so the superintendent. Wrong. They're all in the wrong because they should know better. Like, right. it's not... Because I remember, too, like, in class one time, they, they like, showed us raw cotton. So we passed it around and felt it. Yeah. I like, think that would have... You could have just did that instead of, like, I having... Mean, yeah, I mean, they love to take you to a plantation. And I get it. This is... I just have so many mixed emotions. But going back to, like, Milan being excited about, you know, the whole feeling connected to her ancestors... Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like, ooh, I really don't want to say this and, and be so general. I'm thinking about one person in particular, and it's not Milan. It's somebody that I knew. And she was mm-hmm. Jamaican. And I almost feel like she tried to separate herself from, like, Black American culture, which I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, sis, we are all from the same. We all have the same origins. Yeah. It's just our ancestors were dropped off somewhere differently. And I feel like, you know, sometimes... I don't know how to describe it, but like you might have mm-hmm. people who might be like first or second generation Africans in comparison yeah. to like African Americans and considered in um, c- 
comparison to like Latin Black America. Like you know what I mean? Like I hate yeah. that sometimes there's like a cultural. I really don't like to just be honest, fuck with people who like talk like that because one, they're just being ignorant. Right. And at the end of the day, like this whole like, what's it called? Like, I'm better than, like, it's all dumb because, you know, the world is anti black anyway. They don't like you. They just like, they don't like me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think from Alash, you're just speaking from. You know, the fact that she is Jamaican, like for her cultural roots. But I, I kinda understand what you're saying. It's like of course I think that's if where anything is like, like your history me. is just as sad as any yeah. other black person that was stolen from their you know, their motherland. So mm-hmm. But it's not it's not it I'm not talking to kinda like be rude to her, but it's like she had this epiphany, but it's like duh. Like why did it take this trip to make yeah. you kinda but that's why sorry (laughs) but that's why like i didn't like i didn't really think what they said was really that important because in terms of the cast because like i'm like well obviously it's that's a lot like you know i don't there's that to me there's not much else to say like how can you feel about it well i'm gonna go a little bit further and then i'm gonna get past that okay so you know Corey, the um archaeologist leader or whatever you want to call him tour leader he was showing the shackles. Now that to me was significant mm-hmm. because you yeah. know I didn't really. I mean, all of it is obviously, but I've seen I, that depiction of slaves, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, stuffed on the ship like that, you know, which is awful. And you think about like the conditions and stuff. But I never mm-hmm. thought about the shackles and the fact that they came in mm-hmm. different sizes. So like Corey was showing the shackles used on the slaves and mentioned how some were even smaller than the ones that were shown. And mind you, the mm-hmm. ones that he showed were kind of small. But it was mm-hmm. kind of indicating that they transported children as well. And you can see that Chris is visibly upset. And then in the confessional, Kay gets emotional saying that like things became real for her because of, you know, hearing about the story of the shackles. Now, I think people like her who are biracial, it might hit her a little bit more differently than, mm-hmm. you know, black folks who've been a part of oppression since, you know. I think like... Um... I think it's again it's important lesson I like history so I like you know what he was showing the you know showing showing the cast about you know the slave ship and the history of it and you know because I you know we need to know this stuff it needs to it needs to still continue to be learned and it's sad because um, now we're sitting in a condition of the world or at least the America yeah. where they don't even want to tell that story what did that exactly. one person try to say that slavery's I mean that slaves. What did they say? Something about slaves benefited from. Yeah, that total. Lifestyle. Just lies, upfront yeah. lies, because they don't want to Tell the truth. acknowledge their own past. And just again, it's history. You have to learn from the past to get better. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people don't like that. Which you know, they're, they're weak minded. They are. But um, anyway, you have anything else to say about this? I'm. I don't. He's like, I hate talking about slavery. No, I got it. <laughs> so, like, so after the museum, they go to get something to eat, and they continue to talk about their experience. And as they're talking, Kay notices Kyle, and you know, sitting down, he's just quiet in his hoodie, just not talking to anyone. She's he's very distant. And then we see Kyle in his confessional saying, you know, he doesn't want to be bothered. And, you know, we see Kay feel bad for him. Even after all that, she feels bad, which is good. I mean, it shows that she has some type of heart. Mm -hmm. And I say that as a good thing, like, you know, even after all that, then she can acknowledge, hey, look, this doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. 
And so they get back on the road. So they're back. They get back on the road to go back to Miami. And this is where, you know, we see the sparks between Kay and Paul kind of start. And she asked about his tattoos. Yeah, he was like, he got that tattoo on his neck when he was 16. And he trying to put down stuff on his body. You know what I'm saying? And then How do you he- feel? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Like, I, I don't know if we asked this before, but like, are you attracted to someone who has like tattoos, like a lot of tattoos? I don't know if I feel one way or the other. Like, I've talked to guys. Mm-hmm. I talked to one guy. He was um a white guy. And <laughs> <laughs> he had tattoos all over his body. I'm saying like neck hands arms st- like i would have to show you a picture of him after the podcast but tattoos all over his body mm-hmm. and even though like i got used to them you know you would go in public and he was the sweetest little nerdiest guy like he did not act the way that he appeared if that makes any sense okay like I think that when we would go in public together, I don't know if they were staring because he was with a black girl or in my mind because of the tattoos. But mm-hmm. I just remember always getting like, or watching people kind of react to him, kind of like almost judging him. But meanwhile, like he was college educated. Um, mm-hmm. At that time he was a technician. He's a teacher now, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think I care one way or the other or the other. I will say though, I hate seeing just stupid ass tattoos for no reason. Yeah, like I agree. Like tattoos are, you it looks like you got them when you were like 12 years old at the playground. <laughs> <laughs> like, chicken scratch head ass tattoos on your body. Like I can't. Do you believe do you does this look like a believable connection to you or like a genuine interest? Can you see them like, you know, doing something? I think, and I'm not going to spoil it, even though, like I said, this show's been out since forever. Mm-hmm. I think that if I didn't see the way the episode progressed, um, I think that it, I would have been like, okay, that's cute. But to see Paul behave in the way that he behaved, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, it kind of shifted my opinion about the potential. And you remember I said, like, I would like to see more of Paul because mm-hmm. it's always been Brandon. And it's been Chris, but you don't really see a lot of like Paul. And like I said, the only thing mm-hmm. I know about Paul thus far, besides the fact that he's biracial, is you know, he used to be a part of the life, you know what I'm saying? And he was mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. But like we don't really see a lot of conversation around Paul. So I thought it was refreshing to see something else. But again, as things progress, I don't know how I feel about it anymore. Well, speaking of back to life and back to reality. Can I say this too as we're back into reality? Uh (laughs) I just want to say this real fast. The whole time that they were gone, both the past episode and this episode, I kept thinking about when Brandon threw up. And all I could think about was, did he clean it up really well? Because if he didn't, I can only imagine the scent that's probably and who knows if air conditioning's been on while they've been gone so i just kept wondering like is it gonna smell but continue go back to reality well thank you um (laughs) well well, speaking of the smell like they came in it it did stink 
So I'm assuming like the throw up wasn't really cleaned up, right? I always assume that like at least production would clean up something. But what? Or BET Studios, whatever, would have some a cleaning crew to clean Ooh, something let me up. Let tell you something. I'm letting y'all sit up in this house for damn free. It's too many of y'all to be sitting around here not cleaning up a motherfucking... I wish I would get production to come down here and clean up this house after these grown-ass motherfuckers. I could understand if, like, maybe after they leave and they touched up, they might have someone actually clean it up because I'm sure they're renting the house. But hell no. But I'm sorry. I just... Ooh. No, but it is disgusting, though. Like, you know, like, especially if you come back from a trip, it's nice to come back to, like, a decently clean place. So, you know, Kay, you know, she is the first time coming in, and she's just, like, horrified and disgusted, obviously, because, you know, who wouldn't be? And Tiff says in her confessional that, you know, she's embarrassed to see that, to, to show, to see that Kay sees the house this way. And, you know, we see Kay, again, who just moved in, like, taking initiative to start cleaning up. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was kind of fucked up to because she shouldn't have to clean up when she's just moving in. But I, I think if you walk into an environment with grown-ass people who clearly mm-hmm. don't know how to clean up and I know that I'm about to live in, Like, she shouldn't have to clean it up. But I'm kind of like her where she's like, well, you know... I'm still gonna clean up because I have to live here, and I need to. I need to see how I'm gonna clean this up because no one else is gonna clean it like I will, you know. Because mm-hmm. clearly they they don't. And yeah. you know, so Milan says after they just got done cleaning, she figured, or they all figured that it would be a good time for them to sit together and talk about what should be done with the grocery money. And so this is where the the episode kind of switches gears, you know? Mm-hmm. So Brandon gets in a heated conversation because he wants to use the funds for his own personal soap. Chris and Paul disagree. And so then Allison reveals to the audience that they feel that any personal item should be spent out of pocket because the grocery funds are strictly meant for groceries. So I wanted to ask, mm-hmm. what did you think about that? I agree. I feel like because even I'll say because as we get into this, I do have like different mixed feelings on a lot of this. But for this one, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's three dollars, so he could just still use his own money to get his own soap. Like he was making a bigger deal out of something that was very small. (laughs) Like, and again, like it's for the house, so it's all it's all it's about like collect. It's you have to get things for the collective. And one thing about Brandon, as we have seen time and time again, he's selfish. Yeah. Quite selfish. And then Chris, obviously, we see Chris actually speaking up, finally. So he starts to say, you know, as a house rule, people should be cleaning after themselves before complaining how money is spent. Obviously, that is a dig to Brandon because we all know what he just did and his constant selfishness in the house so far. Because he said, be, be even before they gonna start negotiating. Yeah. And this is the part where I'm not gonna lie that I kind of agreed with him, Brandon, in a way. When he says, I'm not cleaning up after everyone else. He'll clean up his stuff, but then he's not cleaning up after everybody else. Let me just say and- this. Okay. Because I agree with the message, but I can't really get into it because of who the messenger is. As yeah. we've seen, you saw how he handled the throw up. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? A couple episodes back? Mm-hmm. You know, he threw up. He, first of all, denied that it was even him. 
And then he took his precious time to finally clean up the fucking throw up. Excuse me, why do I mm-hmm. cuss so much? It's because, I don't know. Um, and so, I could understand. Let's say it was Kay who just walked mm-hmm. in there. And if she said, Mm-mm, I will clean up after myself, but what I'm not about to do is clean up after a bunch of grown-ass people. I was like, you're right, Kay. Yeah. I can see that because you do be cleaning up behind yourself. But mm-hmm. for Brandon to be like on this pedestal as if, He's the freaking maid up in that bit. Mm-hmm. No, sir. <laughs> but continue. No, so I just like, you're totally right. Like, right message, wrong messenger. But I just thought it was important because, you know, Chris doesn't agree with that. You know, I lived like with roommates and like, I totally am not going to clean up after someone's dishes when they're a grown ass person who can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. If it's in there, it's in there. But I'm not going to do it because, like, you should know better. Yeah, I'm the trifling roommate. I love shout out to Josh. Uh, but he knows the thing that I respect about him, respecting me in my own mess, is like mm-hmm. sometimes it could just be a spoon. Sometimes it can be like weeks worth of dishes. But he knows that I will eventually do it. So you know it's mm-hmm. an ongoing joke, but he doesn't give me like such a such a hard time. And he knows mm-hmm. that I would never look for him to clean mine and vice versa. Mm. Uh-uh. What was that judgment on? No, I agree. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. uh-uh. that's no. what it was. No, it that's was. what it was. It was. <laughs> that was. It was like, mm-hmm, an agreement. I, I, like, I see you. I hear Roll you. Roll the take back. Roll the take back. <laughs> slow motion. Ray said. Mm. Yeah, I said. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, no, you didn't. I feel like I, the ancestors came through you I, to judge You're projecting me. what you're feeling onto me, but that's okay. You should. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna listen back to this podcast, and I know okay. how you said the. Mm. It was. Mm. Well, yeah, well yeah. speaking of ad- well, speaking of alleged attitude, Chris, <laughs> Chris. Again, like we see in Chris really go off. He start again. If you remember for everything he said, I didn't. So do you want to? Let me just. I'm gonna roll it back just because I'm gonna okay. based on my notes. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, the conversation goes south. You know, Chris says that before they even start negotiating about what should be done with the grocery funds, he feels like people really need to start taking responsibility and cleaning after themselves, and then they can decide what they want in the house. And like you said, Brandon's clearly offended, and he claims that he cleans up after himself, and he's only going to clean up after himself, and he refuses to clean up after the others. And so then Chris, you know, he's like, bro, but you don't even do that. And so then they begin to argue about when Brandon threw up. And you know that was going to be the root of this. You knew it was coming. Yeah. And Chris feels like he should have cleaned it up right away. But Brandon claims that if he's sick and he throws up, he's not going to clean it up right away. He's going to go to sleep, (laughs) then do it. And and then Brandon tells Chris he's not going to tell him when to clean up his throw up. So then Chris tells Brandon that he doesn't give a rat's fucking ass what he does in his bedroom but what he does care about is that when there's throw up in the common areas of the house that's when you need to go ahead and take care of it so then they switch to the confessional with chris straight up saying i don't rock with brandon at all like you know we kept hearing him say it and say it and say it and one thing about chris is i kept feeling like he's always talking shit in the confessionals but Mm -hmm. he might mention it a little bit to Brandon but I think this is when that pimple finally busted okay Mm -hmm. so then the spar you know they spar and they verbally go back and forth for a while and then the next thing you know Chris because Chris is sitting on the counter talking to uh, Brandon kind of like across from him or whatever Mm -hmm. so then you see Chris jump up off the counter 
and he charges at Brandon with his finger and he puts his finger in his face and he, and I quote what everybody else said, he mushes him on the side of his head. <laughs> what did you think about that? Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Chris had it in him. I didn't think he was going to do that. Me neither. But the best that you could do was mush a motherfucker. Like at least that's the equivalent of when Sheree shifted the wig. But again, like, remember, like, they've already had a fight before. So you say, I'm not going to push or hit him. I'm like, let me just mush. I didn't didn't punch him. I just mushed him a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the next thing you know is that you see Chris being held back by Tiffany, Kyle, and Paul. But then Tiffany starts to hold Brandon back. And then Kyle begins to shout and ask Paul to please take him upstairs. And I'm not sure if he was talking about Brandon take him upstairs or take Chris upstairs, but clearly he wanted the fight to be broken up. I think Paul, Kyle was telling Paul to take, I feel like he was t- taking Chris upstairs. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. But this is when I really saw Paul in a different light. I mean, I think he's been corny this whole time he's been on the show, but he was big corny mm-hmm. for this. Um, He shook his head and had his hands held together like motherfucking Birdman and was like, no, they're mm-hmm. grown men, let them handle it. And Kyle says, no, because the last, somebody, the last time somebody went home. So then Paul tells Kyle not to get in his face because it's not the time right now. And so then in the confessional, Kyle says that Paul made the stupidest comment that he's ever heard, which was, let them fight. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Paul was completely wrong. I think there's two ways to look at this. I feel like in, let's say outside of the house, I feel like Paul was Paul is saying is correct. I'm not, for me, I'm not gonna jump in between two people's arguments. At the end of the day, you are grown and you, you have to be able to react. Like, you know your limits as a person. You have to know when to kind of, you know, when to go there and when to not. So, so you're I do like, agree. If you're gonna set the house on fire, you better be willing to put it out. But what I'm saying, but again, these, I, like, I, these are two grown people. I'm not gonna get in the middle of it. I think but that I, maybe I, verbal is but, one thing, but when things start getting physical, I feel like. I think for the sake of the house, right. like, so again, like, just for, in this case, the house, then maybe he should have jumped and be like, no, don't do this because, you know, this already happened before. We don't need all this violence. But is that really Paul's problem, though? It's not. I think it's his problem because it's everybody's problem. Like, I think the house as a whole, because they saw what happened previously, should have broke it up. You know, why is Tiffany Mm -hmm. jumping in trying to separate people? Why do you have the women more willing to separate the fight? Again, I told you, I'm kind of classic when it comes to gender Mm -hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. And I feel like last time I said ginger, gender roles. And I just, I really feel like he should have like, yo, come on, bro. Come over here. Let's chill. You know, I can understand the arguments. Yeah. He can stay yeah. out of it. He can watch it on the sideline, but you could at least be the referee. Yeah, no, I get it. I think especially in terms of like being in the house where they all have to live together. Right. I see that point totally. But yeah. like, like but if these are two random Yeah, these are two random guys in the street, like I'm not gonna get involved in whatever right. argument or whatever they got going on because you know, I'm not I don't know them and I'm not trying to get involved in their mess. Right. And in the confessional, Paul says that he wasn't jumping in the middle of the fire because where he's from, you don't jump in the middle of people's fight. You let them handle it and that's just how it goes. 
And, and again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Sorry. I was gonna say, like, speaking of that, that that is part of his upbringing and probably source of trauma, like. And street code, probably. Yeah. So, I get it in that way. Yeah, I I agree, but I think again because they're in a closed-in mm-hmm. environment, I think that kind of. The street code kind of we're not in the streets we're in the house so i think that we kind of need to shift the conversation mm-hmm. and try to be mature i bet you though mm-hmm. that i mean obviously it's a, a, a statement that i probably don't need to say because i think it's already understood but i feel like chris is i mean paul is probably completely different like i'm sure if he had to watch that situation he might look at it from a different perspective like i would like to think that he's like this fully grown adult man who's evolved who's changed who's been through a lot of life experience like you can tell that a lot of these men on this show right now in this very moment haven't hit like that manhood of like Mm -hmm. maturity you know what i'm saying yeah i think about brandon i think about chris and i think about kyle and i think about uh who didn't I say Paul? Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. they've all evolved, and this is when they were still like in that self-discovery yeah. phase where it's kind of like you, you can just tell they're still all immature. Like watching mm-hmm. this as a person in my 30s, I can tell, okay, yeah, these men are definitely in their 20s just based upon their behavior and their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, where was I? Um, you know, he's talking about street code, da da da. da, da. So then you go back to the fight, right? And you have mm-hmm. both of the men, Brandon. And Chris on the opposite end of the kitchen. And then, you know, they're arguing. Don't even know what they're arguing about at this point. But then the next thing you know, Brandon starts shouting to Chris, you jealous, you jealous, he's jealous. (laughs) And he just keeps saying, he's like, he's jealous of me, son. So then, you know, that adds more fuel to the fire. And Uh they start arguing even more. And then Chris shouts to Brandon and says, you just got mushed in your face like a little bitch. Like, it's... What are we doing here? Huh. Yeah. I mean, I was actually really lost by the both of them. They were both, like, annoying me at this point, to be honest, because I'm just like, is it really that deep? I mean, I think for Chris, he was just holding a lot of shit in, like, that he um, didn't tell him before, and now just coming out. But that's I'm just exactly kinda... what happened. Yeah, and I'm just... But, I, like, as it was going on, I'm like, okay, this is, like... This is a, like this is neat. this is a lot. Like I'm gonna need you guys to calm down for real. Well, and you know we see Kay in the confession. No, Chris says you know you're dealing with a real G right now in response to his jealousy comment. Yeah. Um, well, you saw <laughs> Tiffany holding, um, or shall I say, blocking Brandon, and Allison was blocking <laughs> Chris for a little bit as they continued to like shout across the room. Yeah, and Kyle's really struggling for his life trying to hold Chris. He really is. Like, he's really using all his muscles to do so. (laughs) And, you know, Kay says something that's really important. And she says that you would think that after experiencing what they experienced in the museum together, it would have brought them together and give them, like, a a sense of an awakening to try to Mm -hmm. become united. But that's not what happened. You know, Also, sorry. What Kay just said, which you just said, reminded me of like in Rehasas of Atlanta when um you I don't know if you, well, you probably do. 
No, not that one. But when they went to South Africa and they went to the orphanage and they're like, oh, this is like, you know, it was a good thing that we did. And we did all this together. And it really puts in the mind and perspective that we so we have so much. But then as soon as they got back to Atlanta, they were on the same BS. I vaguely remember. I think the only thing that I remember about the episode is when and I don't even know if this actually aired or if they had mentioned it in post-production, like as a not Mm -hmm. a blooper, but like a bonus clip was when there was a shaman or something like that telling candy that she was going to be with somebody it was in the show okay but i think that's the only thing i kind of remember about that episode um but you know jumping back to the fight uh chris shouts to brandon you're letting a little five two girl hold you back and then kyle continues to hold chris back as he continues to yell and then paul finally jumps in and he takes chris outside to the pool and says and here goes Chris. There's a lot of space outside, kind of insinuating like there's enough space back there for him to beat Brandon's ass. Which honestly, I'm not think... gonna... sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna no. I was just gonna say I really truly think that if he wanted to beat his ass, he would have beat his ass. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't. I felt some type of way when like Chris just said, "Oh, you let a five-two girl block you, or whatever." And it's just like maybe he just didn't want to fight you. Like you know, it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's just when he said that, just something felt. Yeah, I don't know why I felt kind of, hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but something just felt, hmm, I don't... Yeah, it's kind of like toxic masculinity a little bit, because now you're over here talking about a woman. And I don't want to say it in degrading, like, it might be factual, but also you're saying that because I'm a woman and I'm 5'2", that I don't have the strength and maturity to hold a man back, like... Mm-hmm. You know, and what, and you're saying too, like, well, I guess he should just push out the way and then possibly hurt her just to get to you to fight. Yeah, it just it was corny. I mean, the whole situation yeah. was corny. Both of them Negroes were corny. I will say though, I do feel that Brandon's really good about having restraint mm-hmm. because when Kyle was harassing him a few episodes back, you, yeah. know, you could tell that he was being antagonized, but he still was like, no, nah, let me remove myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he is good about that. So, you know, back inside, Brandon Mm -hmm. keeps repeating that Chris is jealous of him. And he knew that Chris was jealous of him since day one, especially when he was at the pool and took his shirt off. And he says that anytime he gets attention from the ladies, he knows that it bothers Chris. And he said that he loves when men are jealous of him. And then he (laughs) goes fucking Alice and Thomas, um, she agrees. She said, that's what I'm going to ask that's what I was asking you. Do you actually think Chris is jealous of him? Or is he just saying that to deflect from not taking accountability for the shit that he did? Or do you think it's both? How'd you steal my brain? I think it's both. Okay. I think that the first night, like the first, you know, it was Brandon that was getting the attention. And you could mm-hmm. tell that Tiffany really was a lot more attractive. And it really could have went towards the direction of Tiffany until mm-hmm. you had, what's her face? Because I don't remember her name, Terry. Mm-hmm. Where he kind of get on her um, stand mode, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like things had kind of died down. Like after that night, I don't think that Chris had been harboring in feelings of being jealous mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Chris this entire I'm sorry. Yeah. of I don't think that Chris was harboring feelings of being jealous of Brandon this whole entire time. Mm-hmm. I think maybe like the first night, and it might not even been like straight up jealousy but it was like man chill alright bruh like, like this the- dude is getting the girl's attention in the house yeah but I don't think yeah. that it was that way the whole 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 entire time I don't think that he saw Brandon as a threat once he secured 
Mm -hmm. Tiffany. I think that Chris is pretty secure within himself. Mm -hmm. And he seems like he has, for the most part, except for this scene, a straight head on his shoulders that he's, you know... Yeah, he has confidence within himself that like no I don't find you a threat now I think that if Brandon was actively at Tiffany while he was talking like while Chris mm-hmm. and Tiffany were talking and Brandon was, Brandon was actively trying Tiffany then yeah I think that this fight probably would have been well overdue you know yeah, yeah. But that's just not the vibes that I were getting I think that maybe initially but I think that Allison's wrong and you know she's yeah. saying like yeah that's definitely true especially because Tiffany chose Brandon over Chris when they were doing the dares and now that Tiffany and Chris are together Chris feels threatened by Brandon I don't think so I don't think so because we didn't even get an inkling that he was even into Tiffany in the first episode yeah so it was just more saying like Tiffany was into Brandon and Brandon liked Tiffany and he liked the attention he was getting from Terry so but I think it died down like I think that Tiffany realize wow this guy's truly a cornball yeah i think for chris it's like he doesn't like Brandon because of his actions again the whole terry situation and how that mess that caused and then the the it's just like it's like stacking on top of each other and it's just like after himself yeah exactly Oh, oh, he's dribbling a basketball in the, inside the oh, house. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I don't think jealousy, and I think that that's where Brandon really lacks self-awareness, because, dude, it might have been the first night before you started showing, like, your true colors, but mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, past day one, he felt any type of way. I mean, he said he wanted to be a professional basketball player. He's not even on, like, a college basketball yeah, he's team. Like, he's okay. not even a collegiate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that Chris is threatened by Brandon by any means. He's not. I doubt it. He's just. I feel like he just said that because it was like you know people say that a lot of times when it's like you don't have anything else to say when you know exactly. that person eating your ass up and you just sitting there <laughs> looking stupid. Like, that's fine. You know what? Well, your mother. Like you don't know what else to say, so that's your your go to. And then Tiffany says she can hear Brandon talking about her, but not saying her name. Like you know in the same vicinity and she says that she's gonna just stay out of it so she doesn't want to get involved in any of that um i want to ask you a question (laughs) i always ask about her how do you feel about tiffany so far i ain't gonna lie i think that when she was blocking chris no when she was blocking brandon i think she low-key like being in front of him hmm I said, mm-hmm, you ain't slick. You trying to see what that? No, I said, mm-hmm. I said, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm saying when I saw Tiffany, I thought to myself, mm-hmm, you oh, ain't okay. slick. Oh, okay. <laughs> you talking to me? Okay, okay. No, no. Who yeah. you? A, a hit dog or holler? But yeah, I really <laughs> felt like. <laughs> uh, so. You know, we see Chris go, he leaves the backyard, he goes upstairs, and he's just venting more about, you know, the situation and what's going on. And Milan is just saying to him and to her confessional that Chris will feel will regret to will will feel regret if he was to hit Brandon. And she's using her experience with Terry and how that escalated and it almost got her sent home. Can I just say this mm-hmm. before we jump into what happens next? Why well, I feel like mm-hmm. Milan is like the queen of instigating. Mm-hmm. Like when shit already be burning the hell down, fire everywhere. She's like, mm, I think I want to pour some gasoline on it. Oh, definitely. You know how yeah, go into Yeah. Do you want to get into that? Well, 
Because she does that after this. She does. And so, you know, Milan tells Chris as he vents, like you said, like, listen, you're going to regret it. You really shouldn't resort to violence. You're only going to have regrets. And then she gets on Paul's case saying, you know, and why you ain't stopping early and try to save the fight? Now, I could have misheard this, but did she say that Paul had no problem instigating the fight between her and Terry? Hmm. I don't remember. I feel like she may have said something alluding to that. Like, you had no problem, like, making that fight go down. But again, he wasn't even involved. Like he was still in the background in that fight. I right? could be wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying what I thought I heard. I don't know. Allegedly. Um. And <laughs> so you know that you have that going on. And then the next thing you know, uh, Paul and Milan start arguing with each other. And <laughs> like I said, Milan knows how to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul says, you know, it shouldn't even matter because we're only going to be around each other for four weeks. Like, this shit don't matter. And she's like, mm-hmm. it does matter. Four weeks is a month. And he's like, yo, I'm I'm going home. Like, when I go home, this shit not going to matter. Next thing you know, Paul gets so damn mad. He go down the damn stairs, picks up the phone, and asks the producers to pack his shit up because he's ready to go home. And then Allison says what we all have said in our thinking that everyone that she's needs to just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> every like every just escalated. Like, <laughs> like it was crazy. It, it was it was <laughs> evolutionary. It was yeah. giving us drama. It was giving us fights. It was, you know, you know it's bad when <laughs> Kyle is the voice of, Kyle is the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. You know that's when like this shit is out of control. Definitely. Well. So, well, winners and losers. So, I'm going to start out with the winner. Honestly, I didn't have any Me winners. Because there was no winner. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking that, you know who I'm going to tell the winner? The winner for me is Corey, the archaeologist that was uh, out here <laughs> around all these black people telling them slavery stories and history and good for you, you gotta, for knowing history because you could just sit there with your privilege and not give a fuck but I appreciate the fact mm-hmm. that you over here trying to educate the black community now I don't know how I felt about a white man trying to tell black people about their history but you're at least at least somebody telling it mm-hmm. so that's a good history lesson good you yes. know we all love that shout out to Co- I mean Corey and, and, and Key West are you gonna like try to find his Instagram page? Are you gonna try to... I was about to look his ass up because I sure was. <laughs> you gonna send him a DM? No, I ain't gonna DM him. Hell no, he might be into some slavery role play or something. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he know a little bit too much about that history. I don't want him thinking, you know. Hell no, I ain't gonna have me you no know, reenactment play. No, no sir. <laughs> and loser. So, um, I just had Brandon as a loser. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna add to that list. Chris, okay. Paul, Milan, mm. Autumn. Cause while we sitting here, <laughs> continually, <laughs> continuously, get having fights, and don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. it's for great television, okay? But nobody yeah. wanted to take accountability. Chris ain't trying to take accountability. Doing all that mm-hmm. rah rah shit. Calm down. You should be able to explain yourself without putting mm-hmm. a little scrawny ass finger on somebody's I don't care how much Brandon piss you off you should be yeah. able to really express how you feel without resorting to violence so he was mm-hmm. corny for that Brandon just he biggest corn on the cob so I really don't need to go into that because one thing about him he ain't never for him to say 
I'm gonna go to sleep. Then when I wake up, I'm cleaning my throw up <laughs> cornball. Um, and then Paul for like number one, I do think that for the sake of the house, this is not the streets, baby. Okay, mm-hmm. this is the time for you to be a man. And be like, yo, Chris, let me talk to you over here, bro. Come on, man. Don't even worry. Yeah. Like, why is Milan telling... Why is Milan being the voice... One thing about Milan, she is the voice of reason. And you make a good point, too, about Paul. Because, like, when I just thought about it, like, him and Chris were probably the closest... Exactly. I mean, one of the closest in the house. So, Chris was close to... Is close to Kyle, and he's close to Paul. So... Yeah. Hmm. I really think that Paul should have been over there... Mm-hmm. holding him back you know that Chris obviously is not going to be any more violent than what he is because all he did was put his finger in the dude's face like he didn't yeah. go for a punch or anything so yeah you could have held him back he ain't that damn violent Chris still got a little yeah. bit of sense in him I will say I just that. think I just think he just doesn't deal with any of it like Paul doesn't just he doesn't do any of this drama like I'm and just that's okay done. too then, but if, if it were me I'm not going to sit there and have some popcorn and watch it yeah 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 and then be like, man, y'all go ahead with this. Then go upstairs and go to your room and shut the door. And I, you know, on the one hand, it's like, I understand, like, someone who doesn't like confrontation, like, you know, it's like, ugh. But I do think, like you said, because they're in the house and because they're staying here, like, you, like, you could just be like, stop. Like, just please just don't do this yeah. because we already this already happened before like we don't need this to happen again and we're only on episode nine and if kyle is the person that's saying stop because the last time somebody went home like <laughs> the man snapped out of his crazy you know he was acting like he was down and depressed and shit and yeah so the fact that he snapped out of that if kyle is being the voice of reason we got a problem y'all yeah <laughs> yeah like, i just want to let that marinate for a second <laughs> Uh, what would you rate this episode? I gave it a seven point five out of ten. What what didn't make it a full eight for you? Um, honestly, I was just um kind of bored of the episode after all like the fighting and stuff. Like, I was to just to be so honest, mm-hmm. and then escalated to Milan and Paul. Like, it was just like so much going on. Like, I like that, but then it. Like, again, I like the drama, but it kind of gets to the point where I'm like, okay, can we just wrap it up? I know and one honestly, thing. I just, huh? huh? Yeah, and honestly, I just thought the episode was, it was all right. I wasn't, like, excited. I think the only thing that gave me excitement about this episode is the fact that Chris finally stopped doing all that damn talking in the confessional. Mm-hmm. And truly said how he felt to Chris. To his face. I'm sorry. The other way around. That Chris stopped talking all that shit in the confessional and finally told Brandon how he felt to his face. And then, yeah, that's an up, that's a upside yeah. to it. He drops little hints, but he still ain't say to his face, I don't like you, but I think it's implied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. how do you rate the episode? I'll probably give it like a... I think I'm going to give it like an... Mm, I'm gonna give it an eight only because <laughs> it gave me drama. It fed my soul. Mm-hmm. It fed my messy soul. Um, my soul's not messy, y'all, but you know I live for the mess, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed just seeing something to get me on the edge of my seat. You know, it was nice to see a different side of Paul. We saw a little bit more of Paul, even though I'm disappointed mm-hmm. in how things ended for this episode. But I definitely like seeing a potential love interest for him. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of his potential love interest, I have to say, I really can't wait to watch because I see that the next two episodes, it's a part two, baby. Yeah. So, I I don't remember this episode, but I keep seeing things about it, and I'm truly looking. I hope that it is as good as my brain is telling me it's going to be. Yeah, I remember. Like this is the episode that was really big, and I remember. I remember. Before it have two parts, I was like, yeah. damn. Because I try not to watch it before we. Rec- I mean, obviously, I watch it before we record, but I try not to watch it until it's time to record. But it's taking mm-hmm. everything in me not to just go ahead and hit play. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> Any final thoughts, my friend? No final thoughts, but did you have anything you wanted to say? I'm going to say this because I talked to someone today and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're a very important person. I mean, first of all, there's a lot of people I feel very, um, that are very important in my life. Um, but this particular person, they are working on their goals to be something I'll just say a leader um, one day I won't go into details because I don't let you tell too much of my personal life as far as you know my job outside of this but Mm -hmm. um, I was like you know he's talking about this thing that he's in this program that he's in and I've never seen his face light up more when he talks about it and I was like Mm -hmm. I really hope um, that you get into the program of your dreams and they were like well I hope so I don't know and I said you have to stop having that mindset if it belongs to you, you need to claim it. You need to speak it into existence, which is a model that I live by. So I'm going to tell everybody out there, if there is something that you are passionate about and you're willing to work hard for it, you really have to manifest. You really have to visualize and it has to feel real, almost like second nature to you. Because if you have that mindset that it belongs to you, it will happen for you. Mm-hmm. As long as you are willing to work hard for it. I just... Mm. And I'll say this too, because I told him, I was like, and even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out, know that everything happens for a reason. Mm. The way. Well, those are great words to live by. And that wraps up this episode of Messy Reality Breakdown, the podcast where we break down our favorite reality shows in the name of fun, shade, and a splash of messiness. Follow us on IG at Messy Reality. That's TEA Breakdown. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Messy Reality Breakdown, same name, as well as rate and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Your um, reviews and ratings for the channel will definitely help us grow. Let your friends and family know about us and also share on your social media. And thank you all for listening. Catch you next time. Bye bye.